welcome to episode two of the After School Podcast. It is me, your host, your God, your journeyman, your leader, Kamal. Um, this episode was kind of weird. I interviewed my mom because she wanted to be on, or else I never would have done that. Um, it definitely wasn't super funny. <laughs> Because I don't cuss in front of my mom because I'm not white. But I don't know. I honestly don't remember because it was a couple days ago. So check it out. And uh, let me know what you guys think. If you have any questions, just e- or email me. What the fuck? Um, DM me at Kamal Houston on the Instagram. That's K-A-H-M-A-L-H-O-U-S-T-O-N. Like Texas. And uh, we can chat. Cause I don't have a fucking social life, so what else? Why not? Also, the first YouTube video is up now. Same name. Um, so check that out. And I think that's it. So enjoy the fucking weird interview I had with my mom. She tells a lot of insto- a lot of in. She tells a lot of stories about me as a youngster. So if you want to learn about how I became so great, you could listen to it and find out. So. I'm going to stop ranting, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Peace out. That's true. Your voice is loud. Um, do you want to Do you want to tell the people who you are? Hi, guys. I'm Kamal's mom. Are you going to say your name or no? Kamal's mom. Okay. We're staying anonymous. I can respect that because I don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> um, first question. Actually, let's go out of order. Okay. Uh, what kind of kid was I? growing up get closer you were hilarious um whether it was like naive in thought like for example the first time you saw the whiz terrible movie by the way and you said look at all these black people are they computer generated so for the white people listening which is probably all of you um what <laughs> I'm, i don't know Apparently, I have listeners in, like, Europe, uh-huh. Norway. Uh-huh. I don't know how that happened. But um, The Wiz is the black version of The Wizard of Oz. It has Michael Jackson. Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Who else is famous in that movie? Is that it? No, it was produced by Quincy Jones. Hmm. It is a 70s masterpiece. No, it's not. It's not a good movie, but I did like it a lot when I was a kid. I watched it again when I was older, and I was like, oh, that's why the ratings are bad. I thought it, I thought the ratings were bad because of racism, but no. I'm a fan, and it also used to be a... Oh, you don't have good taste. So. A, pl- a play. It was? Yeah, it was a play before that. It was, I believe, Broadway. And Stephanie Mills became... How did they not get sued? What do you mean? They just totally like ripped off a movie. It's, I don't know all the details, honey. Think they had to pay for that? Probably some type of licensing, but it is complete. It's similar but different. And somebody's calling you. Didn't turn your phone off. It's okay. Not very they, That's why we have voicemail. Okay. Um, oh, so that's one part of your hilarity, but you were also like a comic, as well. I don't know if you remember this. You were like eight or nine years old. And I had a trainer or something, and I couldn't move. And we were at Grandma's house. A trainer? A physical trainer, personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in pain. 
you were nine. And do you remember when you were young? I'm like, don't let me count to three. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you would say that? To you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, one, two, <laughs> three. I said three. And your grandmother was egging you on. And I couldn't do a thing. And it was just the funniest thing. Or like when you would get a present. And what, what, what would be your question when you get a gift as a kid? Do you know? Do you remember? Mm-mm. What does it do? That it doesn't sound familiar. No. Oh my gosh. It doesn't sound like comic things. It just makes me sound annoying. We're on a roll. I got another one. Um, <laughs> and when you wanted people to, you do this to this day. When you want people to move, you would go and your grandma and grandpa's when you were at their house. And I guess you would want it. You remember I used to like to try and sleep in bed with the adult? Like if it was me till you were about five or six. If you are at your grandparents' house, you would just get in bed with them till about five or six. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. Do you know how you would like get in bed with them or what your... Because you wouldn't verbally. You would just toss your hand arrogantly to move like, uh, like scoot over, but not say it. You would just do the hand gesture like move. And I think your grandparents, because they responded and never said, hi, you can ask politely and say, please. You're like that to this day, mm. which is, it was, it was funny back then. Not funny anymore. Not so funny. <laughs> kind of rude. <laughs> so that's how you were as a kid and you loved money. You loved the Lion King. You loved the Easter Bunny the Easter Bunny and you were afraid of witches yeah witches are freaky I don't like you them. I mean like you were not playing at all one bit and you were always so funny do you remember you used to wear your little Pokemon mask on your head everywhere you went do you remember that Pokemon what Digimon mask uh-huh. right across your forehead you used to even go to class with me Oh, that's so embarrassing. No, it was a Oh, your class. Yeah, my class. Yeah, that's weird. Um, It's not weird. Yeah, I guess I was adventurous. I was a kid. Yeah, you were so cute. And even like when you would get in trouble, you'd be so sincere. Do you remember in this room here when I said there was a piece of the... um, So guys, let me give you a visual. Uh, all the walls in the back room are all wood including on the ceiling and there was a little piece of the wood starting to peel off and I was about to fix it and I said son do not touch that thing and I left for maybe five minutes out of that room and I came back and this little knucklehead you can't on here. I don't know, you're a kid I'm not going to call you a name little knucklehead self hat went and peeled off I mean I, I guess it was just so tempting peeled off the whole thing now it's just hanging by a string on the ceiling and I'm like what did you do do you remember what you said I think I said like sometimes I just get wild or something yeah like that's exactly <laughs> what you said I just get so wild mom I don't know <laughs> oh, oh no no and then you would do funny things but you didn't mean to be funny. It was just so like uh, first day of preschool. Do you remember that? No. I'm sorry, kindergarten. You needed a Tony Hawk backpack. Do you remember that? 
I remember I had one. Yeah, oh, you had to have one. And it's not like they was a commercial for them. They were advertised. You just, I guess in your head, knew somewhere it existed. So I remember going to all these freaking stores, and I found a little Tony It was $60 back then, which is a lot of money. And I bought it for you because it was kindergarten. I was excited for you. And we had your backpack packed by the door because you didn't have to turn in certain things. You could go to school oriented. Your little ass threw up, woke up in the middle of the night, I'm asleep, you threw up in your backpack, <laughs> and it went back to bed, didn't say a word, and we're on our way out the door, and there's, you were like, oh yeah, I threw up in it, like, do do <laughs> so you were hilarious in so many ways, you were just a funny, bright, adventurous. Do you remember when I started trying to be funny, like on purpose? Um, or did I ever? Yeah, actually, <laughs> I would say you were maybe two, but maybe not quite two. We lived in Northern California, mm-hmm. and I was a student at the university. And um, there, the population was less than half a percent black. And one of the challenges was cutting your hair because, and you know, we go to barbers. We can't go to the same type of barber. You yeah, know, it's yeah, different yeah. and. So I had to try and learn, and I remember once I was like just halfway done, and I had to rush to class. Um, either, halfway done cutting my hair. Yeah, so half of it was cut. So I put a cute little beanie on you, oh and um, even on the way up, you farted in the elevator, laughing really loud, and then you got right up in front of the entire class, just full of this amazing confidence and just joy in your eyes, and you would throw off your hat and just start shaking your little tail because you knew you were just the cutest little thing in the world oh and i got one more do you remember do you you remember when uh do you remember when you you eating uh going to uh seeds candy seeds candy seeds candy yeah and the store was uh we were it was just me and georgette who was a college friend who has now passed away. Uh, it was just me, you, and her in the store, so I wasn't watching you as close. And I was talking to the clerk, and we found you, uh, not that you were lost, but you were uh, on the other side of this uh, shelf. So we knew where you were, but we mm. couldn't see you, but you were still in my eyesight. We go around and get you. How old was I? You were maybe three, and you had opened up several of the big expensive chocolate eggs and you were just just eating stuff you're just <laughs> eating and I had to buy all that stuff so um, you you kept me in stitches you you've always been even remember when you used to get in trouble and I and you didn't want to get in trouble what would you do to make me laugh I don't remember. you would flare your nostrils do you remember that <laughs> Vaguely. You remember that? That was even through high school. You would flare your nostrils and I you never I don't know if you ever noticed, but if you think about it, you never got in trouble when you flared your nostrils. I'll keep that in mind. Oh, um, forget it now. <laughs> it ain't cute no more. <laughs> so there's your answer. You've always been funny. Um Okay. So um, do I remind you of any comedians now? I told you. Told you. Me one. Yeah, and even. Do you remember his name? It was Neil Brennan. 
But you know what? I even told you, you vaguely remind me of, and I don't remember his name, um, and don't say anything negative, but that no promises. guy who, no, because you don't want to, you know, be nasty and burn bridges and mess up opportunity. Um, I don't remember his name, but he had the, the new Netflix special. Yeah, it was Neil Brennan, the white guy, right? No, the Asian guy that came from China. Oh, yeah, I've never seen his stand-up. Yeah, so I would say you remind me a little bit of him. Definitely the Neil guy. And, um, oh, my gosh. He's the, he has a dry, you, I, you don't know him, I don't believe. He has been on um, Jerry Seinfeld's Driving with, diners or getting coffee in the car or whatever Mm um he had a uh oh you know what he was so funny in the cartoon about the two beavers and he has like a like a a mullet slash shag he's old he's white he's jewish he's richard lewis let me see what it looks like. <laughs> from, I'm thinking from Curb. Uh, I don't know yeah. his name, but let me just look put up. comedian. Yeah. And hit images. Hit images. Richard Stephen Horvitz. No, let me see. Let me see. So images. Are you sure he was on that show? I'm about to. S- uh, fuck, I'm almost sure. He's hilarious. But ask me the next question while I look, sweetheart. Yeah, I'm using my phone, and those are just regular beavers. Okay, so. <laughs> no, I just said that. I was like, oh wait, out. Richard Dry, not not Richard Dry, Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis, on um, who the one who's on Curb, his friend. Yes, the guy who took the sweater. When we watched the new episodes, he's the guy who was like, I'm not going back to that coffee place and his ass is in the car. Yeah, coffee. yeah, that's Richard Lewis. That's. You yeah. said remind me of him? A little bit, yeah. You got that dry wit. I remind you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I've never seen his stand-up, but I know him from the show, obviously. Just that show? Yeah, that's the only thing I've ever seen him in. He used to have a, he, a he's done a lot, that. he's done a lot of stuff. I'm not surprised. Can you see it? Um. Well, you don't know what stand up, huh? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I think there's a lot in common with me and Larry David's character in Curb. Maybe I can see bit. a little Jason Alexander. I was before you said that I was gonna say Jason Alexander, and I know his character is based on Larry David. Yeah, definitely. Because you get not a <laughs> You know, you get all. What does that mean? You get all ridiculous, emotional. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> talk about you. So, how would you rate yourself as a parent, one to thirty? Well, I've always wanted to be the best mom in the world. That is unrealistic and silly. No, it isn't. It's. I don't think it's. It just means that you always want to be not just better. It's like let's say my hypothetically, let's say my mom was an F growing up, right? So, what would that be out of thirty? A one. Okay. Just because, Oof. just because, let's say I'm a two doesn't mean, I mean, it's like, just because I'm not a one and I'm a two doesn't mean a two's good. You see what I'm saying? Like, I want to be, 
and the 30 realm. So if one out of 30, understanding that I'm not perfect and perfection is a waste of energy. You just a quick answer. I don't need a life story, but that's fine. 25? Wow, that's high. <laughs> yeah, I, I love me some me, and I know I put my heart into it. Hmm, well. What would you give me? We didn't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> what would you give me? Let's move on. Uh, what what? The, <laughs> Honey, you tell what me. What was the hardest part of being my mom? Oh, fuck, you want to be honest? Yeah. Honestly, your grandparents. <laughs> the fucking worst. That's a great answer. I thought it was going to involve me. No, your grandparents. Ugh. God. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I mean, excuse me. Your grandparents... On your father's side, they were the absolute, yeah, they were were very difficult and dramatic and over-opinionated and, in my personal opinion, probably not the best parents to their own children. And I I felt like they were trying to make it up with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Just toxic, toxic, toxic. Toxic people. Toxic as hell. And then just not really having, like, other than, like, reading books. Mm-hmm. Like, where was I going to pull this out of? You pull know what, what I'm out of? Being a good parent. Usually oh, you can yeah. say, my dad, my parents are great. Da, da, da. I have so many. I have a vision and examples. I had books and prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. You didn't I, have anybody to learn from. Not really. I mean, everybody. Personally. Yeah, I didn't have the. I didn't have the. I didn't get to experience it or see it to get a lot of you know advice and samples, especially because, and more so in that time, it was even believed you can't be good at parenting if there was no dad in the home, mm-hmm. even if the dad was toxic, alcoholic, and abusive. They would still put that above. No dad. Yeah, no. and I'm like, well, you had a dad, nigga, just didn't live here. <laughs> okay, didn't see that coming, but um, why do you think I love comedy so much? Uh, you. Where did that come from? Well, I think when you look at our family, we are a funny bunch, right? Like, we are always cracking jokes. We, we love to laugh. Um, like, I was talking to you earlier in our, in our culture, for survival, we had to be fun. That could be a, a difference between life and death. Historically speaking, it's a tool. It's being able to think quick on your feet. It's being able to de-escalate certain tensions and this and that it's a way to connect and I think that part of me being in sales practically your whole life I think that kind of contributed to it because I wouldn't be able to sell if I didn't have a funnier personality wait are you saying you think you're funny is who I think I'm funny yeah yeah. I, I say I know I'm funny you're just not supposed to say you know anything it's just an opinion though right my opinion is that I am hilarious. Not just funny, but hilarious. I don't think that you oh, are wow. a comedian because of me. 
I think that you are someone who has an appreci a deep appreciation for it. You've studied it a long time, just naturally. And I think that you are um, in a discovery mode. And I think that you have really good potential. I hate that word though, potential. I think, it, I think you have what it takes. And I think that part of that... That's what I was going to ask next. Well, I think it comes from... If you look at your dad's background, when he and I were, you know, together in college and when we made you, he was interested in the... Gross. Yeah, gross. I agree. Um, he was he, interested in what? In the entertainment field. So he was on set, writing scripts, master... You know, all that kind of stuff. And um, <clears throat> I was writing poetry and this and that. And I like doing theater and high school I didn't know that yeah I did theater I even won like awards and stuff so I think that that artistic stuff comes from the both of us and then you're just your own you're not like either one of us you are definitely your own beautiful unique self and I honestly think that you know just the story of your birth I think it's really special you being oh born on New Year's Day after your grandmother saw a shooting star. And Is that true? Oh, that was very true. I was just right. tell white people that. No, 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 no. <laughs> so here, here's the 45-second thing about my kid's birth. Um, my mother's birthday is New Year's Day, and my son was supposed to actually be born at the end of January, and it was New Year's Eve. Now, the night before New Year's Eve or something like that, I was getting my hair braided, preparing for your birth weeks early, and uh, your grandmother was there. She was looking outside, standing in the doorway, watching me get my hair braided. And she said, hey, I just saw my first shooting star. She said, and I made a wish that you would have the baby on my birthday. And I was like, get out, you know, like, who cares? Like, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> And I went into labor a few hours before New Year's Eve. And I didn't even know I was in labor. I just went because I was bleeding. And they were like, you're two yeah. and a half centimeters. And I went to sleep. I woke up. And, you know, most people are in pain. I didn't have any of that. I just felt like I had to push. And I had you all natural in about three pushes. And your Arabic meaning of your name what? means your Arabic. There it is. <laughs> no, I missed that the first Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> it means the perfect one. Now, of course, mm -hmm. there's no such thing. However, um, after the first close. night, no, no, not at all. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> not even slightly. Okay. And that's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? You've always been a great child. Uh, yeah, you've been a blessing, and your um, Arabic. Uh, Ulan, which we didn't keep, but your middle thing was supposed to be Ulan, which means the messenger. Ulan? Ulan. Like yeah. Mulan. Don't well, this was out. way before Mulan. The movie. Yeah, yeah I guess. I don't think I know. Ulan. And um, it means the messenger. So for you to be a comedian, it makes perfect sense. Plus, you know what? You know how I knew you took it seriously. Yeah. When you first came to me, you had a bit of a business plan. Even though it was verbal, I knew that you had done a lot of research. But you know, 
I'm looking forward to watch you do more research and more action to make your dream come true. How did you feel when I first told you I wanted to do comedy? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember either, honestly. I, I, I don't think I got upset. Oh, you know what? I re when we talked about it, the one that I remember is me appreciating that you had a business plan. What was my business plan? It was, you said that you knew if you worked so many days eventually, you can make so much a year. Like, you went in, because it was like, we were really, you know, heavily pushed school. And I still want you to finish what you started. Mm -hmm. How, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts to it. It can only make your work better as a comedian. And I'm not even talking about the four-year degree. I mean, just giving you the spirit of a finisher and you... Anyway, um, so there's that. You you approached it as someone who, uh, like I said, you knew how much money you wanted to make and you had the confidence, which is what I liked. I was like, if you're confident and you work hard and consistent and work your ass off, because no one can give you that. And God will put in all of the connections. I mean, for you to be kind of new, you have access to some really good connections. You just have to be worth the damn, right? right? So I, and I'm a believer in God giving us the desires of our hearts. I, I believe that with everything. I do. Because I have everything that I've asked for. And the things that I'm, that I don't have yet are like in progress and on the way. So it's all happening now. So that that's something I believe for you, for me, for you, for everybody out there. So you went, you didn't go to my first audition. Wanted to. But uh, how do you think the the show went? I thought the show was okay. Um. I I feel bad to know later that I kind of screwed up your whole plan by not feeling well because that guy was yelling in my ear um you know I I'm critical I have a good eye mm -hmm. I have an eye it's, it's not even like true. what I think is critical the right word or is that I have a, a good eye uh either one I, I'll use it in a positive way because my critique isn't to criticize you do you know that I know um, I can be honest. Yeah. So here's what I loved. I loved your. Um, I loved the fact that you did it. I love the fact that you looked comfortable up there. Remember when I, when I first said, "Hey, you had your arm like this." Mm -hmm. Well, I thought it meant that you were closed off, but I started doing more FBI body language research, and it means that you are. Um, and we all do is a soothing thing. So you're looking to be comfortable on there and you doing this as an attempt to stand your, to, to find that comfort. So that tells me you're uncomfortable, but this is where you want to be. So I'm looking at it from that angle. Now, when we look at the material, I know you went a little freestyle with like the two people that came in front of you were black, right? Yeah. And they brought up black history and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here you come with 
right on the tail of someone who just talked about it and I thought it would be a good way to separate yourself if you didn't and the one thing that I did not like and I can say that even today I thought about it is because I'm noticing this pattern mm. in your comedy I don't like when you talk bad about yourself I'm fine with you not taking yourself seriously and laughing at yourself mm. but when you like even at grandpa so for those of you I don't know if my son shared uh, he lost his grandfather this month uh, on his Ma on my side, my, my stepdad, and um, so we're kind of healing through that. But in that, when you got up to speak, you talked, I don't like the, oh, I'm skinny, I'm this, I'm that. When you know that our interactions with you, when people see you, what do they say? You look like a model. You're not some puny little, I mean, do you not go to the gym? Do you not work out? Can you not yeah, do Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm saying you, <coughs> well, I say that to say, I don't want, because you got to think of your brand, right? Nothing sells like confidence. You don't huh? like the self-deprecating. Not to my kid, because I'm like, who the fuck are you talking? Like, I don't want anybody talking about my kid. <laughs> okay. So, and, but, and also it's not true. You're arrogant. You're cocky. You are a know-it-all. And to hear you sound like when you said, "Oh, clap for me." And I know we I didn't I didn't say anything, but I'm going to say it now. When you said, uh, "Hey, you know, clap for me or some kind of shit for reparations or some shit." I didn't say like that, but I get what you're saying. But but you said something like, "Hey, clap for me, like feel sorry for me, I'm black" or something like that. No, I didn't say anything like what that. What was it? <laughs> When you did that, you did you did say something like that, and then you said you wanted to keep that because the people laughed, and I don't know if I'm just, you know, power to the people to the extreme. I would never beg a motherfucker. No, no, I'll kill you first before I. And I mean it. I'll kill you before I beg from you. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's and you know I'm not super. Do you think I'm cocky? Mm, you have an ego. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe a little. Maybe so. So that's the only thing. I didn't like when you beat yourself up or say things that aren't kind about you, your parents. I don't like when you sound like that because I I, I would rather be. And, and here's the thing: you weren't confident in your jokes have confidence in your jokes everybody knows you're attractive because you look like me oh my god there's that ego <laughs> <laughs> no it's true though are you ugly no exactly when did i say i was ugly in the i'm thing? just saying you were like i'm skinny you know oh, oh, i'm not big and i'm like bitch you can make a lot of money on your looks you're welcome you take care of your body you're ripped so that's my my and it's just my two cent opinion after like 20 minutes of talking. <laughs> because it's been, it's genuinely, like I, I promise you, I even thought about that today. I was like, I don't want to hear you talk shit about yourself. If you choose to, if that's your spiel, I'm there with the sign like, yeah, loser, whatever you want. So it's whatever. 
I, I respect your art. I respect you as an adult. Mm-hmm. So that's what it, I'm, I'm here to support. And if you don't do what I want, that's okay too. You are Kamal. That is a fact. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have any other big questions. Um, so, so stand-up is my dream job, right? Dream job. What was yours when you were my age? I know you had a child, a magical child. Honestly, uh, you're going to laugh. It was No, no, I wanted to be a nun when I was a child. Okay. But when I was your age, around 24, and I know this so clearly, this is going to freak you out. It was me, Georgette, and remember my friend Chris Tony? Of course not. Chris? No. No? Okay. Um, We were at my house in, in Northern Cal, sitting in the living room, and we all said that when we re- we wanted to retire by before 50 and that we wanted to build schools mm. and um, Chris's family was really well off and they worked for Coca-Cola so I said I wanted to work for Coke <laughs> until I retired and then opened a school so it's freak and I didn't think it, it didn't happen to me you know what I mean and it's it's really what I want so and I also wanted to own by a little bit older than your age I switched I, I that stayed and I wanted to be a mega entrepreneur I always wanted to own several businesses that's why I've always not always but that's why through the years I tried to own businesses like when I had Atkins done Atkins does at the PC company and this that, and the other I've always wanted to have businesses right. and I've always wanted you to be independent right. do you remember that as a baby I would even make you say to like two three years old so yeah um, freedom I think that's it do you have anything else you want to add Mm. Any stories you want to tell? Oh gosh, um, I told so many. <laughs> if I tell a couple, you'll hit me. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the horribly embarrassing ones. Yeah, let's not talk about those. So, um, <clears throat> guess that's it. Thank you. Wait, for you have anything you want to say? How can you want you make me rate my momhood? from 1 out of 30 and I say 25 why don't you tell me so we're going to end the podcast there (laughs) Uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday bye guys so that was it a real interview with my real mom she gave birth to me on purpose and uh, and now we're here so if you made it this far I appreciate you hope you learned a little about me and what makes me special and uh, that's it I'll see you in a week Peace.